We almost got arrested. I I could suspect that you might have almost got arrested <laughs> based on what I saw on your Instagram feed. Uh, not because of pasta. <laughs> um, the pasta was just so good. It was illegally good. Illegally good. Uh, no, the pasta was fine. Uh, so the night before we hung out, mm-hmm. I was bored. Yeah. I'm going to go take a walk, right? Sure. It was like 9 That's o'clock. a nice thing to do. It was dark out. Yeah. Go walk around. Explore the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So here where I live. It's worth noting that your neighborhood is a shopping center. A shopping center. Uh, a shopping center and other things that's owned by yeah. Simon Mall. I think the fancy name is a planned urban development. Yeah. Yeah, I live in the super lame part of a town <laughs> uh, where all the gross rich people live. Yeah. Um, well, not the really rich people. Not the really rich people, but the gross kind of rich people. Yeah. Um, except I'm poor, mm-hmm. but that's another story. But you live here due to fair, fair housing. That's right. Thank you, government. Um, so I decided to walk around, and because this is a planned urban development, there mm-hmm. are lots of planned urban buildings under development (laughs) (laughs) and i find myself walking around these streets that are filled with buildings half under construction Mm -hmm. uh which was really cool it's fun to like lurk around that in the middle of the night or nine ten o'clock at night Mm -hmm. sneak around walk through just walk through buildings that don't have walls yeah it's a really cool vibe at night kind of sort of hide from the security truck that drives by uh, but I found like some ladders and I was like, I'm going to climb these ladders, right? Let's find out what's at the top of these ladders. Ladders lead to roofs. So I discovered the roofs of some buildings under construction and took some cool photos and spied on people. It was really fun. Yeah. Uh, so I told Jen about this while we were hanging out. And, and she, she was like, oh, you have to go do this. She was like, I would also like to do that. Uh, so after our illegally good pasta, uh, we went and we were, same thing, wandering around, except uh Jen is a lot more adventurous and daring than I am (laughs) where I was willing to like walk around on roads Mm -hmm. and sneak around buildings Mm -hmm. and like go in buildings a little bit uh maybe climb a ladder onto a roof from Mm -hmm. the outside uh Jen was like let's go in there and like let's go like investigate this and just like doing all kinds of crazy stuff uh, so we just walked into a door in a mostly constructed building uh, and snuck around and it turned out to be a Nordstrom that is not built yet. Uh, <laughs> but like you're in this, you're in a massive department store. Think about yeah. like how big a department yeah. store is when you're inside it, except it's empty. Yeah. Except for like tool chests and like sawhorses and stuff and like huge giant openings mm-hmm. where the escalators are going to go. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, yeah. You know, multi-level, and it, it, it's really mm-hmm. cool to lurk around places like can, this. I can imagine. And we're being quiet and sneaking around because we don't know if anybody's around and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, so we do this, and then we discover a stairwell, and we go to the top of these stairs, and we're on the roof of this Nordstrom, and we're looking yeah. around. And from the roof, you can see uh, there's a building on the next street over that is going to be a large office building. Okay. Uh, without And it doesn't have any walls right now, but mm-hmm. it's like... Is the framing? I think right now it's like eight stories and it's still going up. It's the building with the crane on it. Oh, that makes sense. Um, And she's like, let's check that one out. (laughs) I'm guessing this was after the the bottle of wine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this was after the wine. Uh, So we leave the Nordstrom building and we walk over to this and we're like walking around it's a big mm-hmm. building but we're walking around and we find a spot where we can hop the like construction fence <laughs> barricade it's totally there for a reason totally there for a reason uh i watched a safety video about this recently like not even joking <laughs> to be fair it had a rift tracks on top of it but uh i was watching a safety video about this um yeah and so like we're not like we're not dumb like we know we're doing something we're not supposed to be doing yeah but we're choosing to do it anyway because mm-hmm. it's fun. Mm-hmm. And we're also like, we're also responsible people who aren't doing anything bad. Like we're not Except doing trespassing. We're not doing it to like go and drink and like break bottles or like <laughs> trash something. Mm-hmm. We're just walking around and looking around and taking cool photos because it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so there's the building, but there's no stairs or elevators or anything except 
there's the like scaffolding ladder mm-hmm. things that are on the side of a building. So we climb up that and we go all the way to the highest floor we can get to, oh, which wow. is I think like the sixth floor. And then from the sixth floor, there's just literally like wooden ladders from floor cool. six to seven and then to eight. And then floor nine was blocked off, I think, which is what it was. Oh, darn. So we went to the eighth floor, walking around where you're really high up. It's really cool. Uh, Jen kept uh, uh, debating on whether or not she should grab one of the fire extinguishers and set that off, which would have tipped us over into actual, like, poor behavior. Well, yes. And I discouraged her from that notion. Or so you said. Which would have been fun. And so we decide to leave. Uh We've had our fun, and we're going down back down the the uh scaffolding and yeah. ladders and we're at like the third floor and we're just like you know we're walking down and we're not like trying to be like we're not trying to be super stealthy because mm-hmm. like no one's around it's like almost 11 o'clock at night or something uh and then i see this like light swoop by mm. like oh shit so we crouch down and we go silent and we're just sitting on top of these the scaffolding and then there's this beam of light moving all around and flitting all about and i and i'm trying to like look beneath me and see what's going on and it's a dude on the ground with a flashlight Mm -hmm. and he's like shining around and he's shining it like right at us but we're on top of scaffolding and he's below the scaffolding so i know he can't see us but his light is searching all around Uh and we have stopped moving and i'm sitting there thinking like he probably saw us he yeah. definitely heard us because it's impossible to like walk down metal scaffolding silently. Silently. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, maybe we just sit here. And he looks around for a minute and goes, oh, it must have been nothing. And That's what away. video games have taught me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I've played enough Metal Gear to know that if I just. Because it was nothing. If I just sit still or like find a box <laughs> to crawl under, I'll be fine. Uh, but that didn't work out this time. Uh, the guy just started yelling, <laughs> just like yelling, like, hey, hey, like, come down. And I knew he still didn't see us with mm-hmm. his light. Uh, but when he started yelling, I gave it like 20 seconds. And Jen's looking at me the whole time, like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And I'm looking back at her, like shrugging, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so the thought goes through my head. And I'm going to preface this by saying, I know that this is horrible and I know that this is a sign of how like this ho- can't end well. Horrible the world is, but the thought that went through my head was, "I'm white. What's the worst that could happen?" Wow, <laughs> which is bad uh-huh. is emblematic of a bad part of the world, mm-hmm. but is also true. So with this guy just screaming at us and trying to find us with his flashlight, uh, I just stand up. And I go, okay. And I start walking down. You got me. And Jen follows. And he's yelling at us the whole way down. Uh, Jen is half Indian, but she looks very white. So I knew we would both be safe. Um, So we get to the bottom. And the guy is just giving us a hard time and yelling at us. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you here? And like, you know, being a security guard. Yeah, doing his job. Asking us all the questions. And the problem with all of his questions is like, we don't. We gave him truthful answers. But they're but not they're, satisfactory. But they're not good answers. Because the answers the security guard wants is, I wasn't doing anything. Leave me alone. <laughs> or, because then you get to punish me. Or, like, oh, sorry, I was trying to steal stuff. Yeah. Or I was trying to break stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they, that's because that's what they expect me to be doing. Yeah. But the answer of, we were just walking around and looking <laughs> at stuff is not satisfactory at all to a security guard. Because no. it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the truth. He demanded to see our IDs, uh, which to shut him up, I just I gave him mine, and he looked at my ID, and I think he took a photo of it, hmm. and he was like, "I already called the police, like before I like started looking for you." So yeah. He's like, "The police are on the way." And I was like, "Okay, that's not good at all." Yeah. I would really like not to be arrested, especially since like Jen was leaving for California for work. In a couple yeah, days. The next, like, yeah. I would hate to impact her ability to, to do that. To do that. <laughs> or to have a job. <laughs> um, and he, so he said the police were on the way, and he gave me my ID back. And Jen didn't have her ID on her, yeah. which he also did not believe. 
Um, uh, but in the end, uh, it was fine. And I continued to iterate to him that we were just looking around because we wanted to and we were bored and wanted to walk around. Uh, and he was like, well, you have to stay here until the police show up. <laughs> and my response to that was, well, we don't actually like you're a private security guard and you can't you can't like tell me what to do like if if the police caught us they can tell me what to do because they're police but you're not police so we're just gonna leave so when he gave me my id back we just walked away from him and when we were like halfway down the street we were walking back to my apartment uh we saw a flashing police car lights coming up burn it and we oh, were like okay man. let's walk faster <laughs> but i haven't I have, like i haven't heard anything since yeah. so i'm sure everything's fine jen made it's california <laughs> uh but it was it was really fun uh, yeah uh sure. there's there's nothing like uh being on the seventh floor of a unconstructed building i'm sure in the middle of the night i'm sure that is a unique experience it's really cool uh weirdly you're the second person that I've created an ongoing podcast with, who had a uh, who had a tendency to uh, go into unfinished buildings illegally. I do not have a tendency. <laughs> I did it once. I mean, this is like our third episode. And uh, I'm, I'm like third or fourth. I can't I'm not track. opposed to doing it again. <laughs> exactly. If I here's the thing: if I hadn't been caught by a security guard at that building, I definitely would go back. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I was caught again at the same place, that would be really bad. Yeah, because you'd get arrested. Yeah, because I might actually get arrested that time. Uh, yeah. I kind of wanted to, like, I, a little part of me was, like, like maybe I should just run away. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to, like, I can go down and then just start running. Mm-hmm. But I think the way I handled it turned out a little bit better. Turned out all right, yeah. Because the guy didn't freak out or, like, respond drastically. Yeah. And we still got to walk away. I think if I was alone, I might have run, just because that would have been a little bit more fun. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't, I don't have a really response to this, like, other than you were like, like the the I don't know the the responsible like trainer in me is like, now let's talk about the reactions <laughs> that you had and the decisions that led to this point. Have you never done a lightly illegal thing? A speed. I don't even consider that. I know. Illegal. I mean, like, that's that's the thing is I'm such a goody two-shoes. Like, would, if, I, if I was like, Kevin, when it gets dark out, when we're done recording, we should go snoop around. It's really fun. Would you not join me? I would be severely hesitant. Mm. Um, I've also been somewhat lucky in my life that I've managed to avoid situations where I have to make that decision. Um, you know, I men- we mentioned previously that neither of us ever smoked weed. Yeah. Um, and, like, I've never even been offered weed yeah i've been i've never been at a place where there were drugs that i could partake in i have a couple of times uh but never felt the desire or the uh pressure yeah to do so yeah i'm trying to think like what else i mean i'm such a goody two yeah and like i wouldn't i wouldn't ever like tell ask someone to join me in doing that yeah like i did that with jen because she she insisted she offered to go do that and i was like yeah i had fun last night i'm trying to think like if there's anything knowing full well that my mother is listening i would probably still say it anyway i already told my mom the story yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know um like the closest thing to something like this Mm -hmm. was uh my last night at Texas Tech University. Mm-hmm. Um, the dorms were already closed. Like I was living in an apartment, so like the dorms were closed. Campus was basically shut down. I had a friend who lived in one of the dorms. He worked for Res Life, yeah. uh, and so he still lived there. And so he and another two front two of us like went and wandered through empty dorms that he had access to. Yeah, but he also like had access, and so, so like, it's like he wasn't actually doing something wrong. Um. He probably shouldn't have been giving us access, but he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, I went to the dorm room that, like, I started college in because I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Because we went to that. So I was like, hey, this is where I lived. Yeah. Uh, you know, four years ago. Things like that. It's pretty minor. It is. I, so in college, I did similar things. Uh, I, so 
I guess this. I all drank s- beer on campus, but it was in his room, which was totally legal. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this all like stems from a strong desire I have to be on the roof of buildings. I, I get that. I really want to get on the roofs of buildings. I understand that. Every desire. every building has a good roof. I, I want uh, to get on the roof. I used to like hang out on the roof of my house. Yeah, which my mother was terrified by. Like it started like we were doing Christmas lights one year, um, and we would get to the roof, so two story house. And my window and my sister's bedroom window, like, went out onto the roof. Uh-huh. Um, so if you opened it up, you could step out onto the roof yeah. and, like, be on the roof. Yeah. And that's how we would we'd do that. We wouldn't usually get a ladder to get on because it was easier to just go through my bedroom. Yeah. Um, like, if we were hanging stuff on the on the edge of the things we weren't hanging over, we'd get a ladder and prop on the side of the, uh, side of the roof, side yeah, of yeah. the house. Um, and for, like, probably six months or so, I would just, like, hang out on the roof, which my mother was very, like upset by there's something just like super like i don't know what the right word is but like you feel like you're being a little adventurous but also like you're not actually doing anything yeah. dangerous you're just it's sitting a little dangerous but like you're, but yeah but when you're there you're just sitting down yeah like whatever you're doing reading yeah. a book eating a snack whatever but you're just i on feel a like i read books cool. on the roof that sounds like a very thing i would do yeah i so i've i have managed to uh I, me and some friends, we got onto the roof of our high school when we were in high school. Yeah. Uh, I found the just the right spot in a building where you could like mm-hmm. do a thing and like climb up, and then the rest of the way there were like access ladders on the roof, so we went all the way to the top of our high school, which yeah. was really fun. I've been on the roof of a bunch of the buildings on campus at my college. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was helped a lot by the fact that I had a master key from my campus. <laughs> Um, because of, because of my job on campus, I had a key and it yeah. would let me get into a lot of places that I couldn't otherwise get. Um, like the the buildings here, the domain. Like I was like, look at all these buildings. Like let me get on the roof of these, and it's just a lot of fun to be on the roof. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of other things that like, were like mildly illegal. I got caught making out on a parking lot by a security guard once. Oh, that's a good one. Like in, um, in a car. Yeah. Yeah. We were in a car. Um, did you panic and just drive away, or did you? Well, so uh, this was like we'd gone to see a movie. It was my high school girl from the die, and we were making out in the car afterwards, yeah, of course. like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and a security guard drove up, and I kind of looked at him. He rolled down his window. I didn't roll down my window because I was freaking out. Yeah. And he just pointed like his car was next to mine. And he points. And there's a security camera, like, pointing into our window. <laughs> oh, my God. And I look, and I see it. I'm like, okay. Turn on the car, and we drive <laughs> That. So I can, I have a lot of sympathetic panic for what, how you must have felt in that situation. Oh, so much panic. There's nothing like being a high schooler and being caught making out. Um, but... That must have been so satisfying for that security <laughs> oh, guard. Oh, I'm sure. I'm like, sure. I'm sure that he probably has experienced that before. Yeah. And it's yeah. not like when you're adult, like you're not like mortified to catch someone making no. it. No. Um, <laughs> but boy, being able to just point at that camera and be like, we got you. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That one. Oh, that was so terrifying. Um, this is gonna be a horrible change of subject. Okay. I just remembered the word that I couldn't remember in our last recording when we were talking about uh, SEO and all the dumb mm-hmm. uh, tech buzzwords. Yeah. Uh, growth hacking. Wow. Is the word I couldn't remember. That's a terrible word. It's really bad. Growth hacking is what uh, uh, biz business development tech douchebags talk about. That's so terrible. You I know. need another beer. Yeah. Yeah, I got another beer. You go, go growth hack yourself somewhere. That's not how that word works. But that's, that's not how words work. That's how like tech Silicon Valley vocabulary works. Is you just make up a word and you just use it for whatever. It doesn't have to actually be meaningful. Well, the good news is it's not. It's not meaningful. No, growth hacking doesn't actually mean anything. That just means working to grow. Like we're gonna try a thing in hopes that we grow. Mm-hmm. It's just called building a business. Building a business. Yeah, yeah. But growth hacking is what you do when you put on your LinkedIn profile so that people think you're good at stuff. <laughs> Take that, 
business people. Yeah. Uh, due to the nature of my current profession, I've read a lot of a lot more LinkedIn profiles than I'm used to. <laughs> that's like your whole thing now. Uh, kind of, yeah. I that's not part of my particular you, job, but you, it's the industry I'm in. You teach people how to read LinkedIn profiles. <laughs> Is that all of it? Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, but like everybody I work with, like uses LinkedIn as part of their job, mm-hmm. and LinkedIn lingo. I mean, I, I've avoided most of it, but hey, there's a lot of terrible LinkedIn profiles out there. I've discovered that, mm-hmm. uh, but they're not fun to look at. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever had fun using LinkedIn, Mm-mm. and like you shouldn't. It's not a fun place. Like, you're not supposed to have fun using LinkedIn. Yeah, this is a job. You're not supposed to have fun. Yeah. Right. That's that's what LinkedIn is. It's the Facebook with a job. <laughs> um, it always makes me really sad when people, like, I write on LinkedIn, and I think it's dumb. And I think the way a lot of people use it is dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can understand and respect its like genuine use as just kind of the de facto resume. Yeah. For the internet. Yeah. It's useful in that sense. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like I, if you're trying to hire somebody, I you look at their yeah. LinkedIn profile. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, but the people who actually try to use it as like a real social network are mysterious and horrifying to me. <laughs> you work with some of them. I do work with some of them. I know because I see their LinkedIn stuff because I'm on LinkedIn more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they want to like chat on LinkedIn and talk and, you know, connect and yeah. add them, add each other to their professional networks on LinkedIn. Yeah. Have you seen the... Um... The internet meme, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term. I saw it on Boing Boing first. I probably have. Um, and it's basically you just take any picture or, like, New Yorker cartoon and you sub in the actual caption with, Hello, I would like, you, I would like to <laughs> add you to my professional network on LinkedIn. Yes. And it's it's considered a universal punchline. Yes, uh, yeah, I've seen that. I saw a great one recently, and we're about I'm about to describe a visual internet meme I can't in, wait. in audio form. All right, what's, I can't see it either, audience. What's the yeah, right? Uh, what's the name of the like scary clown from that Stephen King thing? Pennywise. Yeah, so that clown. Mm-hmm. Uh, a photo of uh, him, like, kind of under and in, in a like a sewer grate. Yeah, that's where he lives. He lives in the sewers. Okay, I'm not very familiar with this clown. So you got a photo of him like peeking out from the sewer. <laughs> And then, and like you see, you see like like legs of people walking yeah, by, yeah. and then the caption says, "Hello, I'd like yeah. to add you to my professional <laughs> network on LinkedIn." Which is probably more than most of those memes, like really, really representative of how I feel about LinkedIn. <laughs> is the people who say these things yeah. are sewer dwelling monsters <laughs> from a long time ago? Yeah. I think it was written in like the nineties. Yeah, I'm only late eighties. Twenty six. That's a long time ago for yeah. me. It is. You were born in the nineties. I was born in nineteen eighty nine, my friend. And what, like December? December twenty sixth, nineteen eighty nine. I have lived in the eighties, and don't you dare take that away from me. I, uh, I was, I was due in the nineties, but my mom was impatient. Yeah, that's funny. So I was, uh. Uh, what's the what's the what's the word? I was induced. Yeah. So I, it's only by the miracles of science that I was no, born in the eighties. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, you just there that week, a lot of people I know have significant events. Um, not specifically like eighty nine, mm-hmm. but uh, Amy was born on the twenty third of December, which is also the day my parents got married. Uh, unrelated. Wow. No, no relation to those Christmas two things. Wedding. Yeah. Well, my. Uh, my father's best man mm-hmm. uh, was in the Navy, and that was when he had leave. Okay, yeah. yeah. Now that kind of doesn't leave you with many options. Yeah, uh, so that was sort of thing. They didn't have to uh, decorate the church because it was already decorated for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they just walked down the aisle with the, uh, the poinsettias and things. And I know what that church would look like when my parents got married because they, whenever we visited my family in Tulsa, as a child, for many years, they went to the same church, and we would go there for Christmas. And same decorations. And it was the same decorations. I'm like, yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been to churches. They just pulled those out of a bin in the yep. basement <laughs> for the last thirty years. Yep, that's how churches work. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that was uh, that was quite fun. Um, and now you were born on the 26th. That's right. That's interesting. It's the worst. 
Yeah. Well, so Amy having a a Christmas birthday or a near Christmas birthday um, growing up was very particular about Christmas gifts and birthday gifts. And and a there have to be a separation and you can't double up. Like those were both very important things. Um, I did not have the clout in my family to enforce those desires. Oh, uh, so I suffered. I feel bad. I suffered through many a year of, um, of the 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 one gift for both, uh, and just kind of generally the neglected birthday. Uh, yeah, because it's Boxing Day. Like that's that's when everybody sits at home in their pajamas. Right. So the 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 worst it ever the worst that ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember on my birthday one year. Yeah. Uh, and my mom's probably going to listen to this because mm-hmm. uh, my mom loves me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one year, my mom was like, I don't feel like making you a birthday cake. <laughs> so she took she took a collection of uh, Christmas desserts from the day before. So I got like a brownie and a cookie and a Dutch ale and uh, you know, a couple different things. Just piled him on a napkin. And then I think, like, the brownie was, like, on the top of the pile and threw a candle in the brownie and was oh, like, happy birthday. Oh, that's so sad and terrible. And so, you know, the the small part of me is like, hey, I like all these Christmas desserts. Like, I'm going to gladly eat these. Uh, and the other part of me was like, nobody loves me. Uh, what's a Dutch hail? Uh, a Dutch hail is, it's like a shortbread. Okay. Uh, it's, it's essentially just like a shortbread cookie, uh, but you brush the top with, uh, uh, with beaten egg and cover it in like walnuts. Huh. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. It's one of my favorite. It was a Boston thing? Favorite desserts. I don't know if it was a regional thing or a family thing. I've never heard of them, so that's interesting. That's the, I, the only time I've ever encountered a Dutch ale is my family. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, short, shortbread with walnut. It's really good. You should try huh. it. That's such a sad story. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really sad. And, like, I, I was usually able to, like, you, like, kind of manipulate that pity into just, like, like, hey, if you're not going to, like, try, then just give me money for my birthday. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my, my parents always made sure to, like, get me something for Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's and, good. And my parents especially would, would usually be the ones who would have something to give to me on my birthday. Yeah. But all my other relatives, we would just all see each other on Christmas. And, and it was, was like, here was, you okay, go, Jesse. here's the thing. And then, like, maybe at, like, the end of the night, they'd be like, oh, this is also for your birthday. Because, like, we won't see you tomorrow. So, like, here's here's some money or here's a card <laughs> or whatever. But I never got, like, it took me a while to realize that, like, you know, like, kids have birthday parties. And, like, everybody yeah. goes to their birthday party and everybody gets gives them a gift for their birthday. And then that also happens on Christmas. <laughs> And it just Those are unrelated events. Completely separate. Like my my sister uh, has a July birthday, mm-hmm. and my brother April. So especially my sister, yeah. just like that perfectly like even timing. Yeah, oh, I'm so jealous. See, I was born in uh, January, late January. So uh, close, which is close, but, but it's still but separate. they're far enough apart. I don't really like. Yeah, I've never really been like unhappy about it. Yeah, there was never the confusion between. Christmas yeah, and your no, birthday, there was right? there was a clear distinction. Um. Yeah, that's rough. the The emotional side of it really came from like Christmas is exciting, and when you're a kid, yeah, Christmas is the pinnacle of your life. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, it's that's hard. everything. I mean, that's it, up there with Halloween in terms of mm-hmm. like just buckets of free candy. Like I, I love Christmas more than anything. Okay, like Christmas was like even better than like the last day of school. Like mm. Christmas was the best thing that can ever happen to you. So exciting. Everything was the best. Yeah. And there was so much anticipation and waiting. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas happens. And you wake up on Christmas and you're like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? Christmas is here. <laughs> I can't believe it. And it's the best day in the world. And then you wake up on the morning after Christmas. And you're like, oh my God, Christmas is over now. <laughs> and I have to wait a whole year before I'll get to experience that happiness again and then the next thought is oh yeah today's my birthday <laughs> but it's always the disappointment about it not being christmas 
comes first. And, and then, then it's your birthday. Oh, it's also my birthday. And that just really sours the rest of the day for you. Yeah. I do want to let uh, the listeners at home know that Jesse's eyes basically bugged out when he was talking about how excited Christmas was. I love Christmas. Like, I could see like all the way around his iris, do that white white all the way around. That was pretty intense. Like I don't I don't feel that way about it as much anymore. Like, yeah. I love I love Christmas and I think it's a really joyful, wonderful time. Mm-hmm. But I don't You don't have that same kid experience. It's truly like a rabid did you have any, any uh, fun Christmas rituals or traditions in your family that like were unique to you? Um, we never did. We never did anything particularly the same. Um, the general like family tradition was uh, my dad's side of the family all lives in Venezuela. Okay, but my mom's side of the family all lived locally. So every Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, mm-hmm. we all got together and we just like hung out all day. Yeah, all did the whole gift exchange. We would do a, a Yankee swap. Is that a thing you're familiar with? Is that like a uh, white elephant gift exchange? I don't know. What's a Yankee swap? Okay. And we'll find out. <laughs> uh, a Yankee swap is uh, you have a group of people uh-huh. and everybody buys one gift. Okay. And then uh, you anonymously put all the gifts in a pile in the center. Okay. And they're, and they're wrapped so you don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, you randomly pick a person to start and you go around in a circle and if I'm the first, I'm going to stop you here. Are these gifts people want or gifts people do not want? Gifts people want. Okay. Yeah, they're they're nice things that you want to give to somebody. Cool. Continue. But they're not specifically for another person. Gotcha. Uh, so if I'm the first person to go, I pick a gift from the pile and I I get it and I open it and I show everybody, and then the next person who goes picks their gift from the pile and they open it and they show everybody, and then they can decide if they want to keep that one or take mine. That's interesting. And then the next person picks theirs, and they can decide if they keep that or take any of the others out of any the of the previous gifts. And then you go all the way around until the last person gets to pick the last gift, but or then they get to steal from anybody, anybody. else. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is uh, in the same family as a white elephant gift exchange. Okay. Now, typically, uh, white elephant gift exchange takes place post Christmas. Um, I've seen them happen at New Year's Eve. I've seen them happen um, just the next day. Mm-hmm. It's happening like work events, work functions. Love them. Um, and everybody brings a wrapped present um, that is typically something that is either very cheap, something very silly, or something that something something that nobody wants. Mm-hmm. Um, so people will say like ten dollar limit, or you have to have already owned this. You can't spend any money, and you have to wrap up a thing that you don't want anymore. And similar thing, everybody puts it in the in the center. You draw numbers to see who goes first. Um, what's interesting, though, is there's almost more of a gambling aspect to it because the first person picks a thing, they unwrap it. Hey, I've got a thing. The next person can steal their thing, but they have to choose, decide whether or not to steal it before they go to the gift pile. Oh. And so they have to say, ah, I want this. And then the person who had something stolen from them gets to go back to the pile and pull out a new unknown terrible gift. See, in a Yankee swap... If your thing is stolen, it's a trade. Oh. So like I, I take a thing and open it and decide I don't want it, and I want and I get to choose who I want to switch with. Okay, that's interesting. So yeah, you're not switching; you're stealing. Um, and typically, there's a two steal limit. Um, if you are if you are stolen from, you can either go to the pile or steal something from somebody else. But after it's been stolen twice, it's locked Ooh. and cannot be stolen anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but but it is typically things that are not like that are, that are some examples of things that I've gotten in white elephant gift exchanges. Um, this one was in the last three years. I went to a white exchange gift exchange, white elephant gift exchange. I got a digital photo frame, <laughs> a digital picture frame. When? How long ago? Less than three years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> too too late. Yeah, um, I got a another one. I got a snuff catapult. What's that? So um, snuff is finely chopped tobacco that you put inside your nose. You you sniff it. You don't inhale it. It just hangs out on the inside of your nose. Right. Where you have a mucous membrane that interacts with the tobacco and you get nicotine, I guess. And scumbag syndrome. <laughs> that helps. Um, well, the uncultured... Uh, just put snuff on their like fingernail and just sniff it and or you know or have a pinch and then go put it in their nose or whatever you can go yeah um this is a device 
that has a little plank that has two divots, one for each nostril that you put snuff in, and then you flip a lever and it catapults it into your nose when you sniff. This is like a gag. Or is this a legitimate way to partake it's in snuff? It's a gag now? In the history of snuff, it was a real thing. Oh, that's upsetting. <laughs> like, that was an actual mechanism. There's a, little, there's a little place to put your little snuff pot. Um, and the one I got, I'm pretty sure, was a gag gift. Um, it came with real snuff, though. And I tried it, and it was weird. I'd be more interested in a snuff trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the room. And it's just a trebuchet. Uh, snuff on the end of it. You just put snuff in it and you try to get it into your nostril. <laughs> I don't even know how that would work. Title? Snuff trebuchet? Snuff trebuchet, okay. yeah. Um, Title. Other holiday traditions. I. Uh, that's what we did like pretty much every yeah. year as a family. Um, Oh, uh, the three years that the Lord of the Rings movies came out uh, mm-hmm. during Christmas time, we went and saw the movies on Christmas Day. My, nerd. Nu- my nuclear family and I. Uh, we all we would also see them at midnight on opening night. Okay, which was, was on like the seventeenth or eighteenth yeah, or something, and, and then, then we'd also again. go see them Christmas Day. Wow, because all five of us. Big Actually, fans. as I as I got older, I realized I don't think my dad cared at all. <laughs> But he went with you anyway. Not like one bit. But my mom and my brother and sister <laughs> were always nice. with it, so that was fun. Um, we got Chinese food one Christmas. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't like a thing we did regularly. But I know that that is a thing some yeah. people do regularly. This is interesting because so much of my Christmas is highly codified uh-huh. um, with my immediate family. Some of them didn't in, didn't start out as as codified things. There were there were things we did, and then we would ever try if we ever tried to change them. Either I or my sister would lose just control and be like, "No, we're doing this thing." Mm-hmm. And we have different things that we get it on. Um, one of them is um, my sister, who is now twenty five. <laughs> She's born in ninety one. Yeah, twenty five. Um, which makes me 29. Yep, okay, that matches. <laughs> <laughs> She's four years younger than me. Yeah. Um, she would always be the one to pass out the presents. Um, and she still does this, like being at 29. Really? Yeah. She's um, the only one who passes them out? Yeah. And even, so even this year, um, this last Christmas, we did Christmas via Skype. Uh, my sister is no in way. Se- Yes. My sister is in seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, and this past year, she was uh, on her internship. So she was working as an intern pastor at a church in Iowa. Pretty sure it was Iowa. It might have been Idaho. I'm really bad at geography. Or Indiana? No, it was one of those two. I'm pretty sure it's Iowa. It's all the same. Um, and she's a pastor, so she's working on Christmas. So she doesn't get to come home. Important time for a pastor. Yeah. Um, and I was working retail, so I had like a day off yep and so for the first time instead of going to dallas with my family they came to us which is really nice except for Catherine. and so we got on skype and put her on the tv um and she picked out what presents were to be given to everybody she said okay uh that big red one who's that for okay give that one um and it's it's a one at a time situation yes yeah yeah, one at a time everybody you get a present you open it she tries to balance it everybody gets to open up something Um, and then she would open up because we would ship all of her presents to her. And so she would open up one of hers. That's and it was her so turn. funny. Um, and so that was very codified. Um, wow. Uh, another thing is we have an egg dish uh, that is only served on Christmas morning in our family. Um, and it's called B. Jeros Eggs. B. Jeros is a woman. That is her name. Okay. I don't know her. I've never <laughs> known her. Uh, this recipe i think she was a friend of my grandmother's but this recipe was a family recipe that my mother had from her mother Mm -hmm. that is it was a dish called b jaros eggs because b jaros made it and that that's what we call it and it's what's the the dish um there's eggs soaked in milk nope bread (laughs) soaked in milk there's eggs there's there's like scrambled eggs but it's like bread soaked in milk scrambled eggs bacon and swiss cheese and kind of a layered structure Ooh, that sounds good it is it's really good and only ever and, on christmas. and breadcrumbs uh sprinkled on top for a little crunch we only ever have it at christmas nobody in the family like super loves it 
but it's what you have on Christmas. But we tried not having it one year, and I got mad. <laughs> I was like, no. So we're going to try something different. No. And so we made that. Um, that's awesome. So that's very codified. Um, my sister, four or five or six years ago, I have no sense of time, This is this is decided we were going to have a new family tradition of making Christmas cookies. Oh, okay. Um, which are just normal cookies that you decorate together. So you get like normal sugar cookies, you cut them out with cookie cutters, and then you put icing and stuff on them. Yeah. Um, and that is is very much been like a thing that we've been doing since then. Uh, I actually have pictures from... I love a Christmas cookie. Show me pictures from December 2014. So we, we did a lot of things. Uh, we did a lot of things like that, but they never felt like traditions or rituals. Like there was always lots of baking, there was always lots of cooking, and we usually made yeah. always kind of the same-ish stuff. Like there was always Dutch ale, and there yeah. was always a uh, apple crisp and stuff like that. But never felt super like traditions. So, oh, yeah. those are very colorful. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's all here. super basic. They're just they're just basic like sugar cookies. Looks like we got a we got a candy cane, a snowman. Uh, a star, yeah. That one just looks like a shirt. <laughs> I think. I think if that's the one you're thinking of, is yeah. it um, that, that yellow one? Yeah. So is that a shirt? We always joke about what this is because we're not a hundred percent sure. You just have a, a cutter we have a cookie cutter. Um, in all honesty, I think it's a moose. Like moose is is my orange is my thing. Angel? Also, if you go like if you go sideways, it's a headless angel. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. If it might be an angel like in profile in flight. Like that's a thing we're not we're not sure about that one. That I one I don't see moose. I definitely like see moose shirt. is what I see. Shirt is but not is not such wrong. thing as a Christmas shirt. Um, our candy canes have a tendency to also turn into penises. <laughs> um, that one. <laughs> yep, I can see it. <laughs> um, look, we made that one into a butterfly. That's that's a shirt that turned into a butterfly. Yep. Uh, or maybe it's a sled. I don't know. We have we have these <laughs> such weird. Uh, those you know, sugar cookies cut out of cookie cutters can uh, can turn into interesting shapes. Yeah. If you're not um, but we, we bake a bunch of them. We let them cool, and then we put icing on them. Yeah. And it's and that was a manufactured tradition. That was not intentionally something that we that started a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was not something that like organically was just a thing we do every year. Catherine was like, "No, we're going to do this." I feel like once a child moves out. You're not allowed to like, like you're allowed to do something different, but you're not allowed to declare it a new tradition. Um, I mean, she lived; she was in college when it happened. Yeah, I'm that's, pretty sure. Statute of limitations is gone. I don't think you can do that. Well, if she wanted to have her own family and make making Christmas cookies a tradition for her new <laughs> nuclear family, I think that's no, fine. But I don't think you can go. Not. I think you go back. I don't in time. think you've met my sister. She can be uh, quite persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> um. Related to that, speaking of, of traditions that are probably or probably should end soon, um, so when I was born, uh, uh-huh. my mother bought me a silver bell okay, uh, to go on our Christmas tree. Because you were a little fancy man. Because I was a little fancy man. So it's a, it's a nice little silver bell. Um, it's got the year on it, so it says 1987. And um, every year after that, she has bought myself, and then once my sister was born, a silver bell. Wow. For us to put on the Christmas tree, um, all from the same brand. They have, they have a new design every year. Yeah, um, all the, often related. And we put them on the Christmas tree, and we we get a new one every year, and it's a big deal when we open it up. We put it on. Um, except now, there are like forty something. I mean, closer to sixty, like over fifty, because we're both over twenty five. Wow, fifty silver bells. And the idea that my mother had was that. You know, you will one day grow up and have your own Christmas tree, and you will then able to be put able to put these bells on it for your first Christmas. So your tree. first Christmas tree is going to be nothing but silver bells. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> at this point, yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure my mother's like, okay, we're cutting it off at thirty. I don't think she said that, but I wouldn't be surprised if she did. Like, yeah, that's enough. You can have your own tree by then. I would have stopped that at sixteen if I was the parent. <laughs> Even that's a lot. Um, but again, my family's very ritualized when it comes to Christmas. Yeah. And so these sorts of things, like this is what we do. Right. You just, you have yeah. to buy a silver. You um, did it last year. You have to do it year, this year. One uh, year, for Christmas, we had them all laid out on the stairs. And I came downstairs and I tripped and I stepped on one and broke it. <gasps> and we had to go find a replacement. Like we, didn't it, we had to find that one from that year. Oh, wow. You because. Couldn't, you couldn't just count it as a loss? No. We had to have that Whoa. one. Whoa. You yeah. guys are. That doesn't sound like a fun Christmas. <laughs> it was okay. We survived. Uh, okay, so you've reminded me of two other traditions 
Uh, one is a very minor tradition, and this is going to sound like the most New England scumbag <laughs> you Did you grow up in New England? Is I, that I, okay. I grew up in Massachusetts. Okay. I lived my entire life in Massachusetts. My mom lived her entire life in Massachusetts, and my dad was from Venezuela. But <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this was a minor light tradition, and it didn't happen like every year, and I don't think it happened for that long, but there was a good long stretch where every year my mom bought the Dunkin' Donuts Christmas ornament. <laughs> you, like you go into Dunkin' Donuts and every year mm-hmm. around Christmas they had some ornament one year it was a cup of coffee and yeah. another year it was a donut and, you know, all and then they've run out of ingredients they've repeated with coffee and do- no. <laughs> just alternates every year um, and yeah we she probably has like seven or eight of those mm-hmm. dumb Dunkin' Donuts Christmas ornaments uh, the most important family Christmas tradition that I'm ashamed yeah. I forgot about but yeah. I, you reminded me with your, your Christmas breakfast tradition. Yeah. Uh, my family had a Christmas breakfast tradition. And uh, it was those uh, Pillsbury cinnamon, cinnamon rolls, rolls. Yeah, we do those. That come in the, we do those for Christmas morning. The tube. Yeah, we do those for Christmas morning, too. Uh, we would do those, and we would do the like orange icing ones, those too. Those are gross. Uh, those are delicious. You're a terrible you can person. shut your damn mouth. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, well, you you go you'd part of your Christmas food shopping, getting ready for Christmas time was yeah. go grab a bunch of those Pillsbury roll tubes. Yeah, we we, we would do those. We, and, uh, you, we also do uh, mimosas on Christmas morning. Oh, okay, orange juice and champagne. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, uh, my I was a no alcohol family. Oh, okay. No, my my household was a no alcohol alcohol household. I'm having trouble talking. <laughs> Speaking of alcohol, my family was a no alcohol family until a hot air balloon landed in our yard. And the tradition when a hot air balloon lands on your property is to uh, toast with you with a bottle of champagne that they have with them in the hot air balloon. Is that a real tradition? That is straight up a real thing. And so your parents, who who were teetotal before then... My parents weren't like... Teetotaler does not... It in effect in behavior describes them, but it doesn't spiritually does not describe I mean, them. Teetotaler says they did not drink alcohol. They did not drink alcohol, but yeah. the word teetotaler sounds like someone who's like a prude about it. That's fair. My parents just didn't they happen just, to ever okay. have alcohol. In the house. Fine. Um, and so that changed, and then there was alcohol in the house, and then from ap- then on, and then because like my mom had, as far as I knew, my mom had not had alcohol in a very long time, and there was no like alcoholism. Yeah. In, like my mom's or my dad's past. Okay. They just didn't drink. And then a hot air balloon landed in the yard. And apparently that was the peer pressure my mom needed to have a glass of champagne. <laughs> was a hot air balloonist stepping out on your front lawn uh, saying, aha, here's champagne. And then, uh, and then after that, it was like, well, yeah, sometimes there's alcohol in the house. Like sometimes there's a bottle of wine or whatever. That's weird. Yeah. And then like, it, be, it was still like fairly a rare thing, but yeah. That hot air balloon really changed everything. That's that's weird. You mentioned the uh, the weird uh, Christmas ornaments that your mother did. Yeah, the Dunkin' Donuts. My mother also collects Christmas ornaments. They're mm-hmm. independent of the, of the bells. Uh, my hometown, Grapevine, Texas, uh, is rather historic. Um, it's not like famous for being historic, but the town itself has been around for a few hundred years. With a name like Grapevine, it better be. Yeah, maybe not a few hundred. At least a hundred years. Been around for a long time. Um, and there's a historic downtown. Um, there are buildings that have been there since it started. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of history in that place and the Grapevine Public Library while I was growing up would release a Christmas ornament that was a famous historic building in, from the town from the town on an ornament um, with the year and they were a limited edition and they came um, and there was like a thousand that's really cool um, and my mother collected those not only did she collect them but for a significant portion of the time she got the same numbered ornament every year on purpose? yeah wow like she requested like I think it's 474 um, is the one, and they're all numbered on the back. And then the library stopped doing them. My mother got mad. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Understandably so. Based on everything you've told yeah. me so far, that sounds like a very upsetting development. Yeah. Um, although somebody else has taken them over, although they're no longer limited edition, numbered and numbered and whatever, but she still collects them. And we, so keep picture our tree. We have 60 bells, <laughs> all of these ornaments. Not to mention, like, just the, the classic, you know, glass bulbs. Sure. And Got some candy canes on there? Uh, no, we don't do candy canes. We have all of the homemade ornaments that kids make that oh, we've kept yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, ones with, like, pictures of us on them. We have one for each of our pets. Yeah, awesome. So a little ornament that looks like our pet. So, mm-hmm. like, we actually have had to, like, 
off-place ornaments. Like, they can't all go on the tree anymore. You get another tree. Well, that's, that's one option. <laughs> uh, we got a bigger tree. But um, so the, the grapevine ornaments actually go in our dining room. And we have little nails all around the, the top of our dining room, and they hang off of those. It's, it's sort of an open-plan dining room. Uh-huh. So there's, a, there's, like, it, there's an open opening out to the living room, and there's an opening to the kitchen. So okay. sort of a, a breakfast bar across, so they're, like, hanging in the middle areas there. Um, but they hang out there because we cannot put them all under the tree. <laughs> uh, when we've had to start rationing, like what even goes on the trees, like pulling back certain things. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Also, uh, Boxing Day, you you sit at home in your pajamas. Like that is not a that's not a thing. That's that's a rule. <clears throat> yep. That's not like a nice thing to do. Like that's what you do you on don't Boxing go Day. Anywhere, you don't do anything. Um, I. Uh, I agree with that. I think that's how it should be. Like, mm-hmm. starting from when you're a child, like, the day after Christmas is for sitting at home in your pajamas and playing with your toys. Yeah. Right? And even when you're, like, old enough where you're not necessarily getting toys for Christmas, like... You're still getting toys. You still stay at home in your pajamas and yeah. play with your stuff. Yeah. Um, except part of the ways I manipulated my day after Christmas birthday, birthday guilt yeah. uh, was I was that, like, really horrible child who I... I'm sure inflicted enormous suffering on my parents by a couple of times demanding to go to the mall on my birthday. <laughs> the mall? Because like I would like those years where I would get like birthday money. Yeah. Right? Okay. When you're like ten or like twelve. Yeah, yeah like, birthday money. You want to go spend that birthday money, like there's toys to buy, there's baseball cards to buy. Did you buy baseball cards? I was a baseball card okay. person for a little while. Uh like there's stuff to buy. Yeah. And or video games at a, in a certain phase and like you have like when you're a kid and all of a sudden you just have like a bunch of money you gotta spend it you have to spend it because like that's how money works you spent the whole year not having money and then all of a sudden i'd have like 200 bucks 300 bucks or mm-hmm. whatever and i'd be like oh i can go spend this on stuff yeah and you spend that whole year not having money thinking about the stuff that you would like to have <laughs> so i'm like okay like let's go spend it mm-hmm. what are we waiting for and the place you go spend money when you're a kid the mall. is the mall. And so a couple of times my parents, and like God bless them <laughs> for how much suffering they must have gone through. And I, and being excited about my birthday and going to the mall and spending money person, yeah. you don't realize, and, and children lack completely lack empathy towards others, Yeah, don't realize the suffering you're inflicting on them. I would just went to the mall and I was like, yay, Toy Store, video games, yeah. baseball cards. And my parents. Well, to be fair, must, it is your birthday. It is my birthday, but my parents must have hated me <laughs> so much. Like, if my if I had a child yeah. and they demanded to go to the mall on the day after Christmas, I would laugh in their face. <laughs> Especially as someone who's worked retail now. Ugh. Like, Ugh. I would never consider ever doing that. No. I still won't ever work on my birthday, even though that's a super important day to be working at a retail store. Yeah. Because I feel like it's my birthday. That gives me an excuse. And it's also the worst day to work in a retail store. And yeah. I will just never, oh. I will never partake in that. <sighs> so and I've never had to. That's nice. Because it's your birthday. It's the only benefit of a day after Christmas birthday is I've never had to do, I've never had to work or go to school on my birthday. See, I had to work on my birthday for like four years straight yeah. and... All sorts of crazy stories about that. Uh, do you, you mentioned you know having money, which I think is just you know one of those things that like you know it's like oh when you're a kid you get money it's like I have to do something with this. Right. Uh, I still like when I get like cash, mm-hmm. like if I get like sometimes even just a twenty dollar bill, but if I get like a uh, you know a birthday cash from like my grandmother, which is only fifty bucks or whatever, like I intentionally hide it from myself and really? don't think about it. Like, if it's a check, I'll, I'll put it in the bank, and it's just part of my budget for the month. Right. But if it's cash, like, I intentionally hide it from myself so that when I want to do a thing later, I can perhaps, not always, but sometimes I'll remember, like, oh, I have this this extra stash of cash that mm-hmm. I can go fall back on. Um, and, I, I like, I have a stash. Like, it's this, like it, I have a... So I have... Um, if you're ever going to rob me, please don't use this information. <laughs> um, I have a collection of... Like Christmas and birthday cards and all those because I always feel like I can't throw those out. Right. Um, and so there's I one, do. There's one of that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. They cost like three dollars. There's there's no reason you shouldn't. I, they they get a they they get a week and then I'm like okay you've had your time I've enjoyed you you've done your job time to go in the trash yeah um, but. <laughs> uh, 
I would I would probably actually throw my birthday cards and Christmas cards away before I threw another group that's part of this, which is show cards. So oftentimes if you're in a play, you will get a gift or a card for everybody at the end of the week, ah. end of the performance run, um, as sort of a thank you gesture for like being a part of this. And you know, you'll give one for everybody on the crew, all that sort of stuff. Oh, that's cool. I will keep those forever. Because those... I mean, it's kind of sad to say those have like more personal meaning to you than like a card your aunt gave you for your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the card my aunt gave me for my birthday, there is also like it's one particular card in one particular envelope is where I stuff all of my like cash. You like, always put it gift, in the same... same envelope, same card. That way I remember where it is when I have to go find it later <laughs> instead of pulling through like a dozen different cards, huh. two dozen or three dozen. And so I have a I have that stack of cards. Actually, I have them in a few different places. But there's one of them that has that envelope that right now I don't even know how much I've got. Like I never intentionally remember how much is in there. But I maybe get a hundred bucks or maybe two hundred bucks. That if I wanted to do a thing, for example, I'm going to the, on a beach trip um, next week uh-huh. uh, with Amy's family. I would I could potentially like say, oh, maybe I'll take that with me and that'll be my fun money because we go on shopping trips or. Like mm. I went to the Ren Fair um, a few years ago, and that was my Ren Fair money. Whoa! Or okay. I went to Pax. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we got time. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Pax, um, and that's often like my Pax fund is like, hey, this is what I'm going to spend on like tchotchkes and pins and things when I go to this thing. And so it's it's a nice, I don't know, it's kind of a neat way to have money, but not think about is it. literally out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, yeah. I know. I totally get that. Uh, that takes way more discipline with money than I've ever possessed. Well, I also don't like having cash, generally speaking. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm very much like I use Apple Pay whenever I can. Right. I, use, I use cards. I right. use all that sort of stuff because it's just better and easier. And I hate having singles. I hate having change. Um, so when I have cash, it's very easy for me to put it somewhere else. Yeah. And not deal with it. See, I never had... I never had like, I never had a real bank account yeah. until I was like seventeen or eighteen. Oh wow! Because I never had like a real job yeah. until I was eighteen, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so like before I ever actually had like an income or real money, yeah, it was just cash and like I'd get a little bit of cash and I'd spend it or whatever. Yeah, but I also didn't have expenses. Like I, I didn't have to manage. Yeah, you money. were a child. <laughs> but when I went to college and got a job and actually had to like manage some of my own money, I got a bank account. Yeah. And uh, I always considered money in my bank and money that I spend via my card mm-hmm. to be real money. Mm-hmm. And whenever I had cash, it was like fake money. It was it was bonus money. It's yeah. like bon- It's like yeah. It's bonus yeah. money that I essentially don't. I don't have to ever pretend that it's in the same group as my bank it's not. money. Because it, well, it's all money. Yeah, but. And it's but all I get money, what you're saying. It's yeah. all money I own, but they never felt but like they were in the tracked. same bucket. <laughs> right. So, I um, if I ever have cash, I just spend it like that. Like I can't, yeah. I can't keep cash. And half of that is because, like that, in my brain, I can't think of them as being the same bucket. But I mm-hmm. also, I also hate cash. I hate it. I hate, like, <laughs> philosophically, I hate the idea of paper money. Like, there's computers that can just know what money is where, and there's a number on my screen, and it tells me how much money I have, mm-hmm. and I can use that and do whatever budgeting yeah. I need to do with it. But if I have cash, it's just like, oh, here's, like, $5.71 sitting in my pocket that I got from yeah. something, and, like, what do I do with this? Oh, I'll just, I just have to go blow it somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. So I always use cash for, like, dumb stuff or like if i have cash i'm like oh, i guess i'll like go get a coffee and i'll buy it with cash just to get rid of the cash like i always just want to get rid of my cash uh, i had a friend in high school who uh somewhat jokingly i think said we should have radioactive money because then people wouldn't want to keep it very long and keep the economy moving whoa <laughs> Did i just blow your mind does it does it continue to... to this is the entire statement I've, I've okay. already made. Okay. I mean, you can ask follow-up questions, and I'll try and make up answers. So I feel like this only works if... So when you say radioactive, you're referring to, like, radioactive half-life of something, where if you have $1 and its half-life is a, is a day, 
after one day you have 50 cents no i mean like radioactive like made of plutonium so you don't want it near you very long oh i thought okay i mean that your idea is way more interesting than the idea my friend had in high school oh it's like radioactive (laughs) just means it's dangerous and harmful to your health no i'm thinking of like the idea that it wears out you hold on to money the less valuable it becomes well that's the whole problem with interest yeah and that's and the and uh, inflation like that's inflation oh wow that is inflation that's inflation okay all right never mind we have money like that 